Always ready, Ross. <laughs> Are you ready? Great, so that's our opening now, is it? <laughs> For today. We're ready. Fantastic. Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. Everybody has a dream inside them, but sometimes life feels harder than it should, and we're left wondering why it's just not easier. Sometimes you feel on top of the world, and other times you feel like the world is on top of you. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, and business. And we're here to share it with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Gentlemen, hello. Howdy. Hello. How are you, Ross? I'm great. Thank you, Luke. We're hoping the sound is... Better on this one than, yes. than it was last week, so apologies, we're just filtering our way through the uh, the suite of shore microphones. Um, it's yeah. a baffling problem. Yeah, it's a baffling <laughs> pardon the pun. So, um, so yeah, apologies in advance for the previous one, but we're working at it, so yeah. And no apologies for being here and talking with you right now. For Absolutely. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Elle, how are you? Well, so uh, how I can't answer. However, I'm in a full-on phase at the moment. So, <clears throat> we, well, I touched last week on on that feeling that's a lot happening, and that it is partially habitual for me, and it just keeps lifting. So, uh, yeah, into full-on again. What I love about it is that I'm so much more equipped than I was mm-hmm. to accommodate it. Yeah. So I haven't reached my limit yet. However, I'm starting to feel it. I'm just mm-hmm. starting to feel inside that buzz. But what happens when you reach the limit for you? Well, it'll be different next time. What happened in the past was I broke down. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. There'll be, there'll be psychological terms for it. There'll be all sorts of terms for it. However, I just broke down. I just, I just lost confidence in who I was and, and what I was doing and, and what I was about and those sorts of things. So, okay, yeah. Um, as a result, learnt new things, let go of things. Nice. And, and yeah, re-entered the fray in a very different way. And so I'm, I'm accommodating far more now than I did. Yep. Um, the, probably the only thing I haven't really affected a lot is the road rage. That's still there. So... Um, when I do get um, surface to surface missiles in my car, look out! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here picturing Carmel completely losing his mind with the traffic lights. That's a poor old lady. Uh, okay, not poor old lady. A driver that's done complete wrong. All right, this should not be happening. Um, Mate, I, the the so I I take it personally in the sense that I ask myself the question: What am I putting out there? So look. Yes. Earlier on, I, I mentioned to you one of Newton's laws, and Ross might remember which one, the, the law that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. And so I do take that into everything that occurs around me or, or occurs with me in it, um, rather than saying everything that happens to me because nothing yeah. happens to me. Yeah. And I know that I'll put something out there to receive what I'm receiving back. And the really weird one for me is in the last couple of months, I have had people, I drive a two-ton U, and I've had people literally change lanes on, on me. 
one of which actually took me on. It was like it was like, yeah, a, okay, it, was like yeah. a, it was like a joust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty mad. Um, but I, I I keep pondering what is going on there. But at that moment, I suppose we all have a choice, right? The choice whether mm. we lose our mind or we remain calm. Mm. So that that emotion comes no matter what. Mm. But it's what we choose to, you know, acknowledge that emotion. Mm. I, I must admit, I was pretty aggressive on the road. Um, I, probably I two years ago. Obviously, <laughs> we'll get to you, Ross. Yeah, right. Hang on a sec. I heard some stories. They're all safe and legal. Um, but now and more and more now, it comes to me, and I do get that moment of like, "Oh, you're kidding me!" You know. Uh, but I let it pass pretty quickly now, so it passes through me pretty quickly, and then I realise, "Cool, I've just let that go." And because there's potential, I think about, "Oh, geez, I could get in an accident here." You know, there's four mm-hmm. people being quite aggressive you know, up and down the road, moving across, and uh, that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm. I'd rather be, you know, not involved in that. So, yeah, for me, I just I allow it to, to pass pretty quickly, and it becomes more and more um, frequent and easy to do as I practice that. And that's in everything, mm. yeah. yeah, with yeah. people that annoy me. Mm. Mm. Very yeah. few. There were, there were a couple of uh, occasions uh, back many, many years ago for me. Um, road rage was a was a big deal for for myself. Um, there were a couple of times I actually had my car on two wheels. Yeah, I heard that. So, uh, and was yeah. it 140 everywhere? Uh, no, it was it was 40 over was the standard. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so what you're saying to me is I've still got room for improvement. Yeah. I'm, I'm on four wheels all the time. Okay. What? So an interesting thing that just came out, out there, Luke, was you talked about four people involved in something, and that's the yeah. other thing I've noticed. Yeah. Because. In my life, I've moved from, I have moved from, you know, almost why am I at the centre of all this shit all the time? Yeah. And why am I the cause of so much shit? Yeah. Again, that was, so pre-breakdown, uh, I very much felt the cause of every, all the shit around me. Okay. And so now I don't, even when I'm in the middle of it, I still am a, an observer. In the yeah, middle. nice, yeah. Mm. And, and that, that triggered a memory for me where I, I was on the Nepean Highway um, and there was, there was, there was a, you know, the hoon, the, the sort of hoon types on, with their P plates. Yeah. They weren't being overly aggressive, however, they were, they were going for it in traffic. And two of them changed lanes at the same time, and then some other car somehow got in the middle of it, and they actually went over the median strip in the middle, middle of the Nepean Highway to yeah. avoid the accident. They actually avoided it. Yeah. Oh, again, it gave me room for improvement. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, I could do that. <laughs> so, yeah. There's some astounding. Go strips. Excellent. <laughs> there's some astounding stuff going on. Now I'm going to say around Melbourne, with regard to the volume of traffic, mm-hmm. the, the 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 slowly heightening aggression. Oh, yeah. it's 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 huge. So mm. yeah, to give it context, uh, this is probably the words of Joe Rogan as well. So when we get in our car, before we get in our car, we're eating breakfast, we're probably at level four to five stress, right? Just in everyday life, all the bullshit that goes on, technology around us, kids, family. Four or five. Some people just operate at seven as soon as they get up, right? <laughs> as soon as we get in our car, we're at an eight or a nine, yeah? So we leave very little room to cope with anything that happens, mm. yeah? And these are yeah, just minor leave. things, yeah. It leaves 15 minutes early. So, yeah, and because we're switched on, our brain's on, looking over here, looking over there, changing lane. What, what's he doing? Is he being aggressive? Should I slow down? Should I speed up? So, yeah, you're at this heightened sense of, you know, fight or flight, really, that, that flight sort of... Yep. 
mentality and, and it doesn't take much for, to set people off. That's why you see road rage incidences mm. that um, you see the car parked in the middle of Nepean Highway and people having a fist fight mm. and cars just going around them. You know, it's that uncontrollable um, mm. level of aggression or getting that emotion out for whatever reason to teach a person a lesson. I don't know what it is, but it's because we operate at such a highly stressed level anyway as soon as we start those keys and, and drive in the car. Well, here's another, for some people, I'd probably yeah. for most, yeah. Well, there's another uh, interesting variation of it. I don't know how many... You probably drive in the CBD a bit. Yeah, all the time, yeah. I don't know if you do, Ross. Mm. Have you noticed the pedestrians act like they're in an armoured vehicle? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I find that astounding. So, you know, we look at <clears throat> we look at some of the incidents, you know, specific incidents that are now happening on the roads. A, a guy, you know, literally driving at people in the city, mm-hmm. and yet the pedestrians still act as though the whole space is is just to be walked around any time. Now, yeah. I'm all for more pedestrian, more bike, etc. However, pretending <laughs> that it is that way, it, mm-hmm. I find that astounding too. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I, my business partner was with me the day I got, literally got crunched by a guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I hadn't said anything to him, and, and then I picked him up in the city. We're going through the city, then this, and that was a big Merc van. He's a, he's a hire car driver, so he's a professional driver in a Merc van. Yeah. Um, he takes me out, and then uh, I'm in the, in the city in a tiny Merc, there's two Mercs as well. Tiny one indicates and starts going, so I'm swerving, I just swerve in my two-ton car out of the way, and, yeah. and it, it, he sort of was surprised, and I told him the story. So... He then suggested I contemplate slowing, letting go of some of the driving, and which he's done. He doesn't drive at the moment. So. Okay, yeah. And that was one of those, here's the relevance, I think, of all this. From my perspective, that was one of those absolute paradigm shift moments where I'm committed to driving for a whole lot of reasons. And in that moment, I thought, you're right. It's time for me to... Because all, I'm all about letting go of stuff yeah. first. Yeah. Before I want to do anything else, learn anything, I want to let go of stuff. Yeah. Because I'm so full of stuff already. Some would say shit. However, I'm full of it. So, straight away I thought, you're right. That feels right. Yeah. And so now, you know, I've got a lease. I'm not even halfway through the lease. So there's there's things to manage. However, I'm not committed to any of that. Yeah. Any more than I'm legally required to be. There's so, a sense of freedom in that oh, as well, right? So you're not, you, you know, I bought this car and I have to see it through and I have to, you know, get the five or seven years out of it. And... Well, you know what I got out of that? That was my first new car ever. Yep. I've made sure a few other people around me have had new cars many times. It's my first. I've had the experience and, it, and it's been amazing. Yeah. And I don't need to have it again and I'm ready to let go of it all. So, so that, I'm exploring that at the moment. And, and traveling between Melbourne and you know the peninsula and around here, yep. I have to work that all that out. However, I'm committed to doing that. So, not sure what's going to happen next or when. But that for me will be a whole new step. That letting go that you're talking about, <coughs> um, that's kind of the letting go I did when I was driving. That's what made the difference for me. Um, you know, I used to drive around and have you know angry music going as well. Like that certainly didn't help. It put me in a mood like fast angry music. Yeah. I was in a hurry to get somewhere. I get there quickly, but. Mate. So at level eight to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit of Pantera. Yeah, on, on a quiet day, eight to nine. Or a bit of Spinal Tap. <laughs> spinal Tap. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. at eleven. Yeah. And and that was it in, in the car and, and, and off I go. But you, something happens, and the level of stress that you go into when yeah. when something happens when you're already like that, it's just nuts. And and I realised that nothing good was ever going to come of it. Mm. Like best case scenario, um, I got home in one piece. That was best case scenario. 
and you know clearly that's happened yeah. every single time. I you know I've never actually been caused an accident, but the amount of stress when something happens and you get angry about it. The person in the other car most of the time didn't even notice. They didn't do it intentionally. Like all of it was purely accidental. Yeah. And you're at a point where you're just going to you know lose your lose your shit. Um, so not worth it. And that's stress and what that does to your body. So letting go is what it was for me. I just let go of all that. I said, none of this is worth it. This is ridiculous. Like, what am I doing? Like, wake up. This is just ridiculous. So now I just leave 15 minutes early. I got plenty of time. People do what people do. I don't care. I can dodge them safely and not have to worry about it. And um, I get there happy, healthy, in one piece. And everything's fine. um, Versus the way I was living. Yeah. Yeah. And that change, that, that... That deep change, that whatever you want to call it, that inner, inner wisdom, that paradigm shift, you know, that little insight, the spark, as some people call it as well, which are all born with. We've always got it inside of us, but we tend to block it out mostly. Um, you know, it, it, it no longer makes sense to be angry. You're mm. seeing it for what it is, right? That's mm. 110%. So that's, for me, that's where that deep change comes from. Where you're like, okay, cool. This is, it doesn't feel good. Potentially doesn't make other people feel good. Um, you know, there's really no benefit to it. Uh, for me, that's where that, that change comes from. And on that, we did a workshop, myself and Ross, with a guy who was um, at a level that would hunt people down in a car. You know, mm-hmm. they, if they mm-hmm. uh, yeah. cut him off or, or them. cut them off. Yeah, and we're like, okay, so tell me a bit more about it. And Ross, he dug down a little bit further, and it was, it was great to see an insight that this is potentially not to that level, Ross, but say five years prior, that's potentially where your mindset was at. Mm-hmm. And it was like potentially looking in the mirror. And yeah. You're like, wow. And they're like, so what do you mean? And they go, well, they cut me off, so they deserve to be chased down. Right down the end of the road, I'll go over, cross lanes, I'll chase them into a shopping centre. Um, yeah, and I did this and I did that. And I was gobsmacked that someone would waste that much time and energy on you know getting revenge or whatever it was mm-hmm. because yeah. they cut them off and failing to see that, hey, the reality of it is she's probably a little old lady who didn't even see you and you're not willing to ask that question. You, know, you could go to jail for this, right? doesn't matter. I, I got my, you know, mm-hmm. I got yeah. my payback and swear. So people can be in that headspace. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, especially when two people then run into each other like that on the mm, road. That's, yeah. where it, that's where it just goes insane. Out of control, yeah. 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 When one person's insane and the other one's like the, you know, oh, sorry, I'll, you know, big mistake, then it usually doesn't go too far. It gets, gets a bit crazy, like stuff like that you were just talking about. But, yeah. Um, but still, then you get two people that are like that, that's when it just goes, yeah, bananas. Yeah. So we haven't put it out there. We haven't put it out there for sponsorship yet. I'd love us to be sponsored by a private car company who okay. just drives me everywhere. So Do we just want a private driver? Or well, like, I don't care as long as they're yeah. paying on me. So I'll put it out there. If if um, if you think we're good, sponsor us. If you think I'm crap, sponsor us. Yeah. And I'll, I'll leave. If, yeah, and I agree. I, I do. I can do some days, uh, you know, probably three, maybe four days a week into the city. So if you're prepared to drive me from... Uh, the peninsula to the city and back. Um, you know, we can potentially throw in some uh, laptop sponsorship too, so we can do some work in the car. Perfect. GoPro could film it. Um, Perfect. We could do some, you know, sort of Gary V style snippets of uh, insight and wisdom, you know, yeah. whether they're pumped up and jacked, like, yeah, you know, wake up and, or they're more sort of reserved. Uh, yeah, 
shoes, anything. Clothes. <laughs> yeah. I wear it. I mean, I look good, right? I'm always looking for a, for a nice, uh, nice jacket, Italian shoes. Um, yeah, I'll sell it, mate. If I look good, um, yeah, we can definitely work something out there. Sounds like a plan. I hope you're listening. Yeah, whoever you are, we'll have a c- compile a list of potential uh, sponsorship uh, people. Um, now we were before we started recording. We were talking uh, things, sort of sleep and devices and and things like that. Mm. Um, is that something we wanted to yeah continue yeah. on with? So yeah, so look, how are you? I mean, we can. Yes, well, I'm ones, yeah. I'm well, thank you, Ross. Um, yeah, we were talking about sleep. So this week for us as a family, um, there's been a big focus on sleep. I'm reading a book at the moment by Matt Walker. Um, and he's a, he's a sleep doctor, sleep specialist. Um, and yeah, really good insights. It's a fairly technical book. Um, I, I suffer, myself, I suffer from sleep apnea, um, which is a, you know, an obstructive um, sleep disorder. Um, and that's a mild to severe is my prognosis. So uh, up until the age of probably 21, 22, I woke up every day feeling like I hadn't slept. Um, that's mm-hmm. even after yeah. 10 to 12 hours you know, of sleep. And you know, it just went on and on and I met my partner, uh, Jasmine, and she almost left me because of the, the snoring. Uh, and that's where it sort of you know, culminated. I had to go and see a specialist. Uh, did a sleep study in a lab. They put a heap of wires on you. They put some you know, masks on you and you know, they, they measure every little nook and cranny. Um, and I was found to have the, uh, the sleep apnea. Uh, and then from there, um, I got diagnosed with uh, um, predisposition to narcolepsy, which wow. is uh, another sort of sleep-related disorder. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means is they, they'll put you in a lab uh, in the morning. So I'll do the sleep study uh, with all the bells and whistles. Then in the morning at 9 a.m., they'll wake you up. They'll put a whole heap of other bells and whistles on you. They'll come in uh, every hour and tell you to sleep. So I'll literally just turn all the lights up, close the blind. And you've got half an hour to just lay down and, and that's how they measure it. And they do that sort of seven times over maybe four to eight hour period, mm-hmm. depending on what you need. And that determines how long it takes you to drop off or you know, how, however long it is. Uh, is you know, they, that's how they can work out what sort of you know, um, form of narcolepsy you've got. So yeah, I was diagnosed with that. And so sleep's always been a big um, focus for me when I don't get good sleep or I drink alcohol. Um, or party too hard, uh, don't eat the right food and don't exercise, sleep, that compounds that. Mm, Um, But this book's just pointed out a lot of things that, you know, we we take for granted with sleep and it's probably the most um, undervalued hack, human hack available uh, in recovery, Um, you know, just operating at a higher level, brain function, relationships, emotions, you know, like sleep covers so many different facets of our lives and it's the the least one we're trying to squeeze the most out of our days right we're trying to get as little sleep as possible you know it's cool to be working four to five hours or do it all night as well i'm here to tell you now it's not mate there's coaches and gurus preaching the hustle it's not it's bullshit it's complete fallacy you are operating at a at a at a such a you know a low level at times when you're doing you know four to five hour stints of, you know, of sleep and then you're getting up to, to crack the whip. Um, our bodies weren't made like that. So this week as a family, we've all picked out say eight hours a night that I'm aiming for to, to achieve sleep wise. Uh, and the kids are anything between 10 to 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reward is, is if you get three plus hours over your 
allocated uh, 50 hours for the week, um, they get to choose something. Uh, if it's seven hours plus, they get to choose where we go for dinner and dessert. Mm-hmm. So the kids really like that one. So I've got a bit of a, um, a sleep, um, you know, reward system going on at home on a whiteboard. And it just brings, you know, it makes it more apparent. It makes it more real. Yeah. Um, and then we can start to measure how the kids are reacting when they have under their 10 to 12 hours a night. You know, so That's a really good indicator. Like we think as, you know, as adults, like we don't need a lot of sleep. But um, a kid is often like a great example of... Um, like what a kid does, an adult does too, but it's just more obvious in a child. They've got less inhibitions and they're more free. So when a ch- child doesn't have enough sleep, you can it's pretty obvious. Like they're really ratty and um, can be really hard to deal with. So you know, as adults, we're no different. We might be a little bit calmer in the way we you know display that. Yeah. But we're certainly not you know anywhere any further removed from that. Yeah. And it's and you know naturally we're not. It's like getting it like every morning we wake up, someone will say, let's have a coffee. You know, some people start their mornings like that. They can't move without a coffee, right? Like it might be two coffees, might be three coffees. But it's like a car, you know, we, if we get in it every day, turn it on, thrash it down the freeway, we don't allow it to warm up or get into the day, um, it's going to wear out over time and our bodies are much the same. So, you know, even just getting up and priming your day in the morning by drinking water, making sure you're hydrated, you know, making sure you've had enough sleep. Um, really, you know, determines how you you function the next day. So it's been a big, yeah, big highlight, big spotlight over that area of my life. And I'm even choosing to forego the amount of work that's in front of me to get that done to get an extra hour's sleep. So I'm kind of a bit more natural in that space. I'm not like I, I set my alarm at say six a.m. whereas it used to be five on the knocker. But if I sleep through my alarm, I'm kind of happy about that, right? <laughs> because I'm listening to my body. I'm getting what I need. I, I kind of wake up and I just function better. Like yeah. if I get eight hours on average, um, I just fun. I'm on. I'm on. It's like, mm. oh, okay, I'm back in the groove now. No, you're not back in the groove. You're just getting more sleep, so you're functioning at a you know yeah. at a better level. So it's not luck. It's not oh, I lost my mojo and now oh, here it is. It's literally there's that correlation between just getting enough sleep. Yeah. So yeah, so it'd be interesting. I'm going to monitor it and keep digging and. Um, you know, see what the outcome is. But I'm going to be, you know, spreading the word as well. People are sleep yeah. deprived. They, they need to get sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. And now what you said before about some people, um, some coaches pushing the um, the hustle and, and not getting a lot of sleep. There are other coaches and therapists out there that will deal with sleep first. So how many hours of sleep are you getting? Okay, you need to get X number for an entire week before we even talk. Hmm. That's a great start. Yeah, that should be the that should be the you know the prescription that doctors are you know dishing out is is how you know the sleep habits and yep. and, and how they sleep. It's one of our core fuels. Like it's when we, yeah. our body heals. It grows, like as a child, it's when it grows. Um, and for us, it's when we heal. You know, we go into this mode and we start healing our body. It's critical. Yeah, that's a big big part of that. Yeah, and an interesting fact that I read in this book too is that. Uh, people like Margaret Thatcher and uh, Ronald Reagan, who were like avid, you know, four to five hours a night, you know, even less sleepers, um, both developed Alzheimer's later on in life. So there's this big correlation now between um, early onset of Alzheimer's and people who don't get sleep. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you mean? And they're saying like a 70% risk of developing Alzheimer's. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so they start to 
earmark all these people that are workhorses and I don't need sleep. And they, they said it's about 1% of the whole population will have no you know, apparent effects um, at their operating level and you know, having small amounts of sleep. The rest, you go, it's all bullshit. You're all hopped up on caffeine. Um, we're not allowing our bodies to follow the circadian rhythms, which is the mm-hmm. natural you know, awake and sleep patterns of the day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just don't think about this stuff. Yeah, two of my friends actually did their own kind of sleep study and they didn't have anything they needed to do. They, you know, they'd moved country and they were waiting for their jobs. They had a few months. And they actually said, well, how much sleep do we need? When do we need to sleep? Like, what's yeah. the best time? And they just let themselves go to bed and wake up whenever they felt tired and whenever they were done with their sleep. And they discovered what their optimum sleeping patterns were. And then they've just lived inside of that ever since. And, yep. you know, they're permanently in, in you know, in uh, great condition and, you know, mentally on we're, fire. Yeah, we're very we're very smart. Like, our bodies are amazing. I mean, they do some, some amazing things. And the... There was a study with two guys that went into a cave, like a dark, dark cave. Uh, it was apparently supposed to be 66 days they were aiming for. They only lasted 34. But there was absolutely no light at all. And what they were testing for is how do our circadian rhythms work? Like, if we're not exposed to light, do we eventually go to sleep? And it was proven over 34 days that naturally our internal circadian rhythm will um make us go to sleep. So they'd be in this cave and, like, you know, nine hours later they'd sleep for eight hours. Um, and that was 34 days they lasted. Uh, but the problem with that is there's a chemical called adesine, I think it's called, or adesine. So that naturally starts in the morning um, putting us to sleep, so creating melatonin, right? And when we have things like caffeine and Red Bull and all these high-energy drinks, it actually masks that chemical. So then our bodies aren't you know, truly regulated um, mm-hmm. and it's unable to produce this, you know, this, this I think it's a hormone, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why people have so much trouble sleeping. Add in the advent of technology and devices, Al. So I'll hand that over to you. What, what are your thoughts on on devices and, and sleep? Okay. <clears throat> so uh, first of all, no preaching. I my phone is my bedside clock. Yep. And it has actually been a tool for me that's been useful. So I went from. Uh, I went from, you know, yeah, struggling to sleep well and deeply and, and, and having a lot of anxiety, stress, waking up, feeling bad. And so for me, this has become just that tool of I can just do something to just quiet my mind. People throw meditation okay. at me, so that might be the better way. However, yeah, It's better than the blue screen. It's, yeah. it's been the tool so far. And it, yeah. and it has worked for me. And at the same time, I'm experiencing, um, particularly with a couple of uh, teenage girls in my life, that it it seems to be interrupting their lives substantially. And so, not only the sleep part, yep. it, the, the, that high commitment to the social activity, they'll stay awake for that. It's taking precedence over. It's taking precedence over yeah. rest. So yeah. what you're saying yeah, is that they stay up late at night on social media. Stay up later at night. Yeah. So it's like you know, I got, I got busted reading books. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in trouble for that. Um, same sort of deal, and, and 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 I don't know if it's worse. I don't know. However, there is the added impact that there's social interactions going on, and my gut feeling is that 
the later into the night it goes, the darker things get, the darker the behaviour gets. And, and so yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Feeding, yeah, so then it's feeding a negative psychology as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's that aspect. And so, so the two examples I've got is it's, it's, it appears to be contributing to high anxiety um, yeah. and very poor start to the day and then variable results during the day. Okay, yeah. And then add to that um, the response of, of police that I've you know, mentioned Facebook in, the front of, in front of police and they'll start effing and blinding. Yeah, okay. they, they do not like social media at all, in my experience. Yeah. They are seeing that as a facilitator of so many things. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so technology has helped us do more, quicker, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, a conversation we were having earlier, Luke, is... To help us be busier. To help us be busier. <laughs> yeah, not is, for the right reason. I, I have no doubt the hustle does work for some people. You mentioned for 1% of people, yeah. no sleep is cool. And that, of course, for human beings, there's a variation. Yeah. Everything's possible. So I've got no doubts that, that this is another area like that where for some people it, it's kind of trivial. Um, for, for, the, for the most of us, though, I, I feel like it's, it is an interrupt. It's becoming an interrupt to our lives. I mean, you watch four people sitting at a, at a table in a restaurant all looking at their phones. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's cliche. Like, you hear that all the time, right? Yep. But it, it's a real thing, right? It's a real thing. Um, Kids at parties. They're, yeah. all, they're, all, they're all sitting around, around iPads, playing yep. games side by side. It's just, it's a completely different way of operating. And I'm also mindful that I'm now 47 and I'm looking at kids feeling less and less attached to childhood <laughs> and, and thinking, am I just becoming out of date? The old, yeah, you know, yeah, as we all so, do, yeah. So, you know, I don't know where that line is. I, I think my spit on it, uh, especially over the last week, it's a clusterfuck of a distraction. Yeah. It's it's either the greatest thing in the world or it's the worst thing in the world. And I think just just good habits around it, like knowing the boundaries of where, like, hey, this is this is not contributing to my life. It's no longer adding. It's actually taking away. I kind of feel that if you're if you feel the urge to check your email over your kid, you know, saying, hey, Dad, this is what I did today, and, and I've been guilty of it too, um, then that's, that's a line for me that's, that's been crossed. Um, yeah, I put my phone away for nearly two days over the weekend. I, I went, I foregoed a, a job for a friend who was flying out to Dubai, and I just purposely didn't answer the email because I'm not, I wasn't on email. You know, I, I saw it fleetingly and then just put the phone aside. Um, and that's something I'm going to start to do a lot more uh, now. Um, and my 11-year-old son, he was given a phone last year. Uh, he's been three and a half weeks without his phone. He had a bit of a moment, you could say, so he, he got a <laughs> yeah. phone ban. And the funny thing was is that he's like, Dad, can I get it back soon? I'm like, well, yeah, look, we'll talk about it. And, you know, you've got your three and a half weeks sentence to serve. Um, good behaviour is a possibility. So it's just like jail. I'm like, oh, shit, am I using a lot of analogy here? What do you mean? The people in jail get out early. And I'm like, well, just if they're really good. And I'm like, okay, this is a shocking analogy. Um, but two days ago, I said, Dad, do you reckon I could jump on Book Depository? That's, ah, there's a sponsor. <laughs> That's where I get all my books from. Um, because he goes, I've noticed you get all your books from there. Um, do you mind if I jump on tomorrow night and just have a look to maybe order some books? And I said, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, no worries. What are you thinking? He's going, oh, I'd just like to have a few more books to read this year. So the, the advent of him not having the phone for three weeks, right? Yeah. He's two weeks of just, oh, my God, I need the phone. When am I getting it back? When am I getting it back? And he's just, it's not there. So he's kind of just 
forgotten about it. Mm. And he's like, well, cool, I'd like to read a bit more. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, sure. <laughs> you can have five books, you know, buy them. Um, so I wonder, taking that technology away from him, has that been a catalyst or a trigger for him to, to now... You know, reading's a little bit more important. I, I don't know. Well, I reckon this is also bad because what, what I hear you speaking about there is developing habits. Yeah. 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 The, and the habit of social media is horrendous. I mean, everybody's out there saying stuff and no one's listening. Um, our <laughs> it's communication... It's complete saturation. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've never communicated more and never been more crap at it. Like, the stuff that we put out and... And we wonder, like every time people do a post, like I see these kids do a post or they do a photo um, and they pose for their own photo and they, and they go, oh no, that one didn't work. And they take another one. They'll take 10 shots. And, you, and I asked someone who, was, who kept doing it, I said, what are you doing? They said, I'm just trying to get the perfect shot. Yeah. And I'm like, for what? I'm, I'm posting a post online. I go, and? They go, oh, I've got to get the perfect photo. Like, so everything they're doing is trying to get... To be perfect, like can the, I add the photo. Add that story. Yeah, Bert, daughter's birthday. To her credit, she said, "Let's go to the footy, Dad." Haven't done that for a long time. So mm-hmm. me, me, her, and and her brother, we went to the footy. Nice. Watch, watch the pies pump the dons. Not that I care anymore. Yeah. Um, dinner, all that stuff. I, I, I had to take more than 170 photos that day for exactly that reason. And when it wasn't working to her satisfaction, she was dirty. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And we like. The whole point of it is for for what? Like, just for a memory for ourselves or something? We don't need it to be perfect. This is where everything's going. That they need to, this the words they need to say to put out, because if people don't like their comment, they feel like they've been rejected. And it's yeah, just... Yeah, it's, it's Facebook. It's Facebook put out this, you know, we're, we're a community and we create communities with people, but we've never been more alone, right? Like, in our connection. Yeah. It's deep human being. Like, you know, a real connection. Um, and I think that taking 170 photos, you know, it takes away from being present. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this in the bin and we're going to have spend some time together, you know. Like, yeah. what sort of rough justice, like what tough justice do we take? Because it's going to come to a point where, um, yeah, people don't know how to communicate except digitally. And I know Gary V is a big proponent of, look, well, that's the way it is. He said, you know, people are talking more via phone, you know, like, accept it, move on. I'm like, yeah, cool. He's got a good point, and he's, uh, you know, because I look at... Is he, is, has he got a point, or is he making a point? Yeah, he's got some good insights around tech. Is he yeah. making a market? Uh, oh, look, because potentially, it's only, yeah. It's only central to our lives if we all say it is. He's selling the barrels from his own well. I, I agree. From that, a marketing perspective, yeah. the reality is that it's a major part of people's lives. Yeah. I so think what we're talking about is that it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. So there's two things going on. Hey, if you're a marketer, then that's where people are. Yeah. You Sure, let's you know, utilise that. Like, don't shoot yourself in the foot and not have any customers because all your customers are too busy on social media and you're not on there. <laughs> that, that would, from a business perspective, <laughs> yeah. would just be, you know, dumb. But from a social perspective, when we look at ourselves and our own lives and the people in, in our lives that we care about, then I think it's a very different conversation. You know, we, we can't necessarily reach out to everybody that's on social media and say, hey, just, you know, get off your social media. Um, they'll just be like, who's this clown? Like, you know, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to turn off Facebook now and delete the app. Like, fuck, I haven't had the Facebook app for like seven or eight weeks. Guess what? I'm not missing anything. <laughs> I'm actually gaining, yeah? Yeah. Can yeah. I just correct one thing you said there? The comment would be, lol. 
hug. Yeah, and there's emojis. I'm yeah. just so not down with it, right? I'm down with a mate ringing me. He rings me. Hey, yeah. man, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, yeah, not much. He's going, yeah, cool. You know, this is all happening. I'm going, this, this is what it's about, right? Not just a message to messenger and, you know, it's mm-hmm. just back to old school. And I kind of feel humans naturally want a sense of community and being a part of a group. And We do. Yeah, that's, that's where it's at. That's where we feel, you know, yeah. feel at home. Some really messed up groups online. I got invited just because of, you know, this kind of space that I'm in and, and, and caring about people and people know what I'm up to. I got invited to some groups um, uh, last month. I got invited to two different groups that were just really messed up. And everybody on there was just sharing their garbage in a really bizarre way. Um, and no one was really supporting anyone. If you tried to kind of help, they didn't want your support. They actually liked being able to share how broken they all were and no one wanted to be fixed. And it was really messed up. And I, and I left because I couldn't make an impact there because no one wanted me to, to help. They actually wanted to share how messed up their lives were. And, yeah. and actually that was giving them their their unity in that kind of tribal space. So does that serve a useful purpose? I I often get told Good by question, yeah. many of the females in my life to yep. shut up and listen because I just want to vent. Yep. And now I'm learning if they're going and I'm, I'm like, what about, and I get that face, oh, are you just venting? Oh, okay. Hey, a great little a tidbit to that, you should add, there's a question. Uh, do you want me to listen or do you want some advice? Right. That should be, yeah, yeah. so when someone posts a message... There should be an emoji that just says, do you yeah. want me to listen or yeah, do you yeah. want some advice? Yeah, real quick one. I cool it up, however the fuck you want. Just, yeah. But you're right, like that, people do need to vent. But my so, question so, is... Sorry, Luke, I did say the women in my life and... and no, no, this is everyone. Pe- I'm, no, I'm, everyone needs to. Yep, I'm casting the net wide. I accept that. I'm accepting that. I'm looking after you here. So uh, everyone needs to vent. Um, and yes, ladies, he did have his massive steel... <laughs> Flask aimed at my head at that moment. So you can rest assured, Luke has your back. I'm neutral. I'm so Switzerland, right? Just, just there's a fence and I balance so well on it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, just remember, if you sit on the fence, you do get splinters in your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's only if you fall, mate. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Luke. That's all right. People, people. Yes. Yeah, so vent. if we're all venting, potentially venting on online. Do those same people vent the same way in person, in a group? Yeah. And, and what's the difference? A, what's the difference? Okay. So we're venting online. Because there, there was a difference. Like with this group, there was a difference. Mm. Like when someone's venting for the purpose of releasing it, there's a difference. But So what's the difference between, say, a journal and venting it on Facebook or having a discussion with your friends? I so, suppose what what... What would be the potential um, benefits or the outcome of the yeah, three? So, so I think venting is useful in any of those formats. Whether okay, you're a yep. journal, whether you're, you know, you, it doesn't matter how you're venting. If you're venting and you're just letting it out, that's really useful to, to get that off your chest. But that's not what this group was doing. There's a difference in the way you, you vent something. You, you write it, you let it out. Sometimes it's even a good idea. In fact, I recommend that if someone is venting, that they actually really get a lot of emotion into it, actually pump the emotion up as they do it. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be much more therapeutic. What these, these people were doing, they were getting people to buy into their brokenness so that they could be support in staying there. And yes, I agree. And 
So they're venting to elicit a response, right? See, I suppose that's my point on, on Facebook. That's it's a different. It's not, it's pretty disingenuous, right? It's like, well, I better watch what I say here, and I might need to sound cool over here, and I might need to sound a bit, you know, technical. I know what I'm talking about, but it's in a journal, it's all just grilled out. It's you and the page. Uh, I suppose that's my point: is the benefit of, of journaling as opposed to you know journaling online to elicit a response. Yep. which can get murky or dark. It can head in many directions. Yep. Yeah. And I think if you're venting, it's a good idea. Hey, look, I'd like to vent and then just vent. Just go for it. If you're going to do that, say I'm just venting and, and vent it. Then nobody needs to respond in a, in a you know in any other way. It's really clear. Um, but yeah, and I, and I think venting is awesome in in potentially all those formats, especially because you you know there's not really too many people listening out there on the internet. You can put stuff out. Um, some things you've got to be careful what you say because obviously it's around forever. Yeah. Um, so what you say. You know, leaving names and things out is, is a good start. Um, some people still get offended. Um, so I think, you know, you could possibly be smart about it. But venting is really important to get things off our chest sometimes. You know, we just need to get it out, let it go. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. I've been journaling a lot lately. Um, back to one of uh, Ross when I was doing coaching with you. <laughs> we had, uh, what would you call this book? I call it the daily diary. The daily diary. So, yeah, yeah this is, I've, I have actually come back to this now, um, and that's also inspired me to start journaling again um, and getting my thoughts out. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a big part of just getting it off your chest, really. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, awesome. More on technology. Oh, I think it's, it's yeah, it's... I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with it. I, I, I leverage a lot often at the moment but um, I think there's some things that are probably just some habits around how we use technology and um, having some awareness around the effects that it has when we're potentially misusing it yeah and I think I mean naturally it's adults leading the way for kids yeah oh 100% uh, you, you nailed it before you know the, the kid that watches the old man doing some work around the dining table instead of finding mm-hmm. out about their day yeah is only going to model that it sends the wrong <laughs> message mm-hmm. um we were walking through a mall, a mall uh, shopping strip the other day in Frankston, and my little six-year-old was with me. And I saw the family, and there's a family of five, and they were all lined up, about to go in the door of a restaurant, and they all had their devices. There was like three kids with iPads, and the mum and dad on their phones, and they were just standing there going, "Oh, so what's the review in here? Should we go in here? Yep, yep." And they were all head down. March through the door, my little girl just looked and she goes, Dad, did you see they're all on their iPads? And I said, I sure did. Yeah. And she's like, wow. You know, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that's how some families operate. Um, so uh, at what point? Oh, and I'm not here to judge. It just kind of looked odd. But in the grand scheme of things, it looked odd to me, not to anyone else. So if that's the new norm, good luck to you. But I'm still going to make eye contact and uh, yeah, give you a big thumbs up if I see you in the street. There's such a different impact when we connect to someone face to face or you know verbally rather than it's really hard to connect with someone when you're sending messages backwards and forwards. Yeah. Versus the massively deep connection you can have with someone live, especially especially in face to face. It's 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 a fulfilling experience. Really, what what's going on with all of this breaks brings us back to. You know, our free universal fears, in, in my opinion, you guys can dis- disagree if you want, but um, for me, it comes back to our three universal fears. You know, are we good enough? Are we lovable? Um, and do we fit in? 
that's really all that's driving the social media. We have this need to feel like we're loved, feel like we're fit in and feel like we're good enough. And that's a way to get that acknowledgement. Um, we do that online. And, and that's why it's such a big thing because we can reach someone kind of instantly. We can reach this massive tribe instantly. But the need that we have to get the acknowledgement through it is making it really messy. Well, that, that's a powerful point, mm, though. Yeah, you, just, point. you just reminded me of someone in my life, um, I won't go closer than that, that struggles, really struggles with acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt that that platform, or social media platforms, gives that person the ability to connect with like-minded people. Yeah. But it, it, does yeah. that compound... Does that compound the potential issue that you know he's well, he's apparent, he's more apparent for them than it is for others? Does that? Well, maybe. However, <coughs> it, it, it actually provides. So, if Ross is right, and those three universal fears are our yeah. core drivers at all times, yeah. then this person is at least feeding their core drivers. Yeah, no good point. So yeah. there might be higher level issues. Yes. However, they're feeding their core drivers in a world that wasn't. Yeah. And they fit into a tribe because they're all like-minded. And, and that's really where the problem occurs because you can't get higher level thinking. So you can't get out of that. And so, yeah, I, I suppose really that, to yeah, that would be from, my, That's your world. Well, your world point, is, a, yeah. is people that are stuck where you're stuck. You know, you, if you're stuck anywhere in your life, doesn't matter what's going on, anything's happening in your life and you feel stuck, yeah. you need to speak to people who are not stuck in that area. Not people <laughs> who are, you need to speak of who are not stuck. <laughs> if your relationship, your, your romantic relationship is, is, is stuck, then yeah. you need to speak to someone who's got an amazing romantic relationship. If your you know, family relationships are stuck, you need to speak to someone who's got an amazing family relationship. Speaking to, speaking to people who have got the same challenges as you will not create your solution. That's been my experience. Yeah, and it's interesting because now you've just jogged for me the, the thinking around all of the people that I'm aware of immediately that use social media as a platform for their own I'm going to call it diatribe. It's pretty heavy, pretty pretty mm-hmm. hard and aggressive stuff. They they absolutely are not open to opposing voices, and they absolutely um, get more aggressive with the opposing voices, shut them out, block them out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of noise. So yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, the conversation could go on forever about technology and uh, the pros and cons mm. of it. So I think yeah, it's yeah. Been, um, cool. So around that. Uh, as, as it could go on forever, we were going to say uh, goodbye to everyone. Thank you. I hope this has been useful. Um, yes. We've, uh, I think we've got uh, value out of it today as well, which is one of the reasons totally. we come together to, to have these discussions. Which so, prompted a big question for me, though. Yeah. So let's leave him with that. I'm not going. I'm going to be humble about this. If anybody ever listens to these, yeah, they're hearing disembodied voices. Right. Okay. Yes. We're feeding the machine that we're questioning, are we not? Well, hopefully we're having better conversations. Yeah, we're there's, to lift the conversation. There's, there's shitty sugar, there's sugar, and then there's, you know, we're having a bit more organic, right? We're, we're digging down into the roots. So, so you yeah. said hopefully. So we believe we're having better conversations. Uh, we yeah. might be noise to somebody else. Yeah. My so point hey, was not... Hey, if, you, if this sounds like noise, noise to you and, and you're having a higher <laughs> conversation, uh, you know, let us know. They won't be listening to it at all. <laughs> However, my point was not to be negative. I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. I'm here because I value the conversation with the two of you. And so, and every time I, on my way here, I'm in a, I'm in a different 
I'm going to tell you, this week has been really full on, and today has been one of some of my most full on moments of this year, kind of thing. You know, oh, okay, right. For a while. Yeah, so I can't. I, oh. I talk, I've come out of a real pounding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. You just got like, there you go. I'm like, yeah. So sorry, this is yeah. the thing, right? This is the thing. So yeah. coming here is part of a... So you think of playing playing footy, you know, the warm-up. It's yeah. like just coming here, start, I start realigning. I know when I get on a coaching call and I'm being coached, I have to prepare myself for that call, well, however it's going to go. Yeah. And I know when I'm about to coach somebody, I have to prepare myself for that call, however it's going to go. But you know? isn't, isn't that... So at that point, I reckon you're... Exp- from what I know of you, that um, I think that trusting your inner wisdom to know... To, to give that person on the other end of the phone or, or Zoom what they need at the time will come naturally from you rather than needing to prepare. Totally, as long as my head doesn't get in the way. I yeah, agree. yeah, 100%. I agree. So, I yeah, as soon as that thought gets in the way. I um, but I, I, I categorically believe that you would give someone what they needed at the time and that would come from your inner wisdom. Thank you. And, and uh, just talking about that inner wisdom, um, when you said that when you mentioned about lifting right at the beginning. And and I kind of had this little inkling that I should ask, what do you mean by lifting? But um, I didn't want to interrupt because you were, you know, you were on, on your flow. And I really probably should have because um, there was a couple of things around that. Well, you know, what did you mean by, by lifting and how stretched are you and things like that. So that's, uh, yeah. Is, I think, is it a sense of clean slate when you come to do the podcast, like as opposed to everything that's happened prior to or that's going to be ongoing for the day um i wouldn't say clean slate for me the universe is a very very murky mucky (laughs) (laughs) we said that a couple times today so here's the thing i live in a swamp yeah i got challenged by a number of people (laughs) i got challenged by a number of people over recent months that i make things more complicated well, you probably do. But so hang on, hang on. So I believed it straight away. Not, I didn't believe it. I took it on board straight away. It's a pretty human thing to do. I took it on board straight away because I can take it on board without owning it, and I can let it, I can absorb it and let it let it sit for me or reject it. And eventually, when I got the challenge again, it went click, and I realised I don't complicate anything. My highest ideals are peace and freedom. However, my ability to handle complexity is second to no one that I know. Okay, yeah. And so I am drawn at the moment. So what nurtures me is being drawn into the murk and the muck yeah. and, and pulling out the survivors to be dramatic about it. Okay, I'm picturing, I don't know why, I'm picturing yeah. Luke Skywalker trying to lift his X-Wing out of the swamp yeah. and yeah, failing yeah. and then Yoda just... Showing him how it's done. Now I ain't Yoda. However, I'm somewhere between Luke and Yoda at that moment in time, I believe. But, but maybe that maybe the podcast is that is that that Yoda that you know allows you to come and it's a platform where you can you know have a shit day and but open up and and you know let all that stuff out. But I, I will add to that that it's not it's not for you to take the weight of the world of others' opinions yeah. or yeah. you know whatever they think or feel yeah. on your shoulders. Yeah. That's their shit. Mm-hmm. That's the world shit. Yeah? yeah, it's not for you. At the moment, I have magnetic shoulders. <laughs> well, or are they Velcro shoulders? So let's reverse the polarity. Yeah, that's what that right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So repellent. Yeah. So being there to support them and taking it on yeah. are two very different things. Well, and in fact, if they get messed up, 
it becomes really hard to support okay. someone. Okay, here's the irony. You heard that saying, our greatest strength can be our greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. I am a supporter. But without the insight, without the true insight, that's that's that thing. If we oh. have no insight around... And, and I didn't have that. Part of my breakdown yeah. was that just eventually that straw broke my back. Yeah. It was that one straw that just went poof. And so I'm aware of that now. And I'm just saying, I have always acted intuitively. You are right. Yeah, trust that intuition. I I wholeheartedly agree. I have. However, what I didn't have was the mechanism to let go. Yeah. And so, so again, this is very Yoda-like. So it is. So all I'm saying is because I'm so strong at it, I naturally do it. Yeah. And those that need it or want it naturally gravitate towards it and give more. Yeah. And so it is magnetic. And so absolutely learning when to turn on the repellent yeah, yeah. Is, the, is the go. So and I don't know if this will help you or not, but I'm, I'm going to say it because as a, as a coach, uh, I, know, I know that um, the, 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 the core thing around someone's story, like when they share their stuff with you. So we spoke about letting go of stuff by sharing it, right? Just sharing it to let it go. The danger of that when you want to support someone and actually help them come to a different place, like if they're just getting it off their shoulders, there's no more need needed for that conversation. Yeah. But if they want your support, like they actually want to be supported in it, not just to get it off their shoulders, you being told the story is anti-productive to you helping them. Because the moment they've shared their story, you're now in their world where their story's real and everything about that story's real. Therefore, if someone did something to them, you need to feel bad for them and everything else that goes along with that. So you're, you're oh, now in yeah. this world where their problem is the problem and there's no solution. Oh, yeah. But you can so, get, yeah, you can get past that. Like, I, I've done some work with people and they simply ask, they get curious. Cool, so what's with that? Do you know that when you get super on point and you're focused that you really do annoy people, you know, with your being strong-willed or whatever it is, right? Do, do you understand that? Um, so they don't take the weight of the world on. I, I, I do agree with you, Ross, that sometimes we can get involved in other people's stories. Mm-hmm. But if we just get curious and ask those questions, no matter how bad it is, cool, wow, that's pretty full on. Tell me a bit more about it, like, you know. And, and it starts to open up the conversation more so from the world that they're in at that time. It's just to open up a little bit of a door, yeah? Let's go in here. Let's go over here for a little bit. This kind of feels a bit better and ground floor neutral, as yeah. you call it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the curiosity is the key. You're right. Curiosity yeah. is the key. The curiosity into how they're thinking. It's a distinct kind of subtle difference, yeah. but not the story, not the background, actually how they're thinking to create those thoughts. Mm. That's where the curiosity occurs. So, oh, really? So... Why are you thinking that way? And how? How is actually a really good question, rather than why. So how? Yeah. How? Because that's about how they're creating that, that thinking, rather than what they're thinking. How are you thinking? But it, it can be that simple fact that the thinking is what you know is the potential issue. So it usually is. It's yeah. always the, issue. <laughs> the thought they have behind it. Yeah. And I think those deep conversations where people are open, we approach things with an empty vessel. So people feel that they do feel supported. You know, and they do feel it's a genuine care for them. So, yeah. 
So we've just gone double E deep again, and, and we're yeah, uh, yeah. we've been on here for, uh, for quite a while. We're we're approaching the length of probably a double episode here. I, I will say in the background, you can probably hear an air hose going off. So we're up in the office and down on the factory floors where we manufacture signs. I thought it was a snake hissing. Yes, yeah, it's a big, it's a massive snake, and it's very very angry. Uh, so apologies for the noise, but you'll get that because we're kind of real. We're not in some um, polished office, uh, you know, overlooking dockland. Yeah, we're another battering problem. <laughs> we're not taking <laughs> ten photos or, or ten, ten copies of this. <laughs> we're we're living the, living it real and getting it to you straight. Yeah, nice one. Thanks, boys. Oh, I've got a meeting now, so <laughs> I better shoot. It, enjoy, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this and uh, and got a lot of value from it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao for now. Cheers.